Hello, and welcome to Allegheny County Libraries. Let's get lit. Well, this is where we talk about exciting titles so you, our patrons, can know what to read next. We will be talking about hot new titles to the library and also still burning titles, which may be older but are ones we have loved. Let's Get Lit is available in video format on the ACLS YouTube as well as in podcast format on Apple, Google, and Spotify, so you can subscribe for updates when we release new episodes. Let's Get Lit will be bi-monthly and we would love your feedback as we do this. Contact information will be in the description as well as at the end of the episode. Any titles mentioned will have links to our catalog in the description as well. Now, let's get lit. I'm Allie. I'm Shane. I'm Liz. I'm Kathy. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Cozy Reads. I think cozy means something a little different to each of us, so I'm going to open it up to what cozy means to each of us here. Kathy, what does cozy mean to you? (laughs) Kathy's our coziest. Yes. Um, Cozy means a cup of hot chocolate that is rich and warm and chocolatey. That's a little cool. (laughs) and when you drink it you feel great and so the same way with a good book a good cozy book is rich it's comforting but even if it has challenges the characters in that book overcame those challenges you walk away feeling great yeah i have a it's a warm and fuzzy read to me and i know that it ends happily like that's pretty much the only thing i really need to know going into it they can deal with hardships, but I have to know that it ends happily. It's happily ever after. Yeah. Well, a lot of violence. Really? Never. I don't know. In my cozy reads, I don't believe there is violence. Do they Kathy, usually hinge on uh, murder plots, though? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, my cozies, well, once in a while, we have a cozy read that involves a murder, but in general, it's usually hardships that they overcome and they meet that challenge head on and they come out being a better person and walk away feeling like oh there's something great in the world that happened today (laughs) yeah i have to say the same thing is true for my uh interpretation of the cozy reading and cozy watch um classification uh so it's not too confrontational i'd say it's like reassuring uh takes you to a place where you feel comfortable I think for me, it's like a time and place, really. Also, like it's a thing set in the past feel more comforting because they're not as intimidating as like the unknown future. This first one uh, was by Christy Cameron, The Lost Castle. But it is so fascinating because it brings the past to the present in three different time periods. You're dealing with the French Revolutionary War, uh, the French Revolution, World War II and the present day. You have three different strong women through these different time frames that are actually connected by the Lost Castle and by a brooch that is it's called the Gold Fox brooch that's passed down through the generations. It's a very fascinating read because the modern day granddaughter of Lady Vi, which is in, a, is in a nursing home and she's suffering from Alzheimer's disease. And in her lucid moment, she brings back these memories of a lost castle and being in World War II. And so she, uh, her granddaughter is asked by the grandmother to go to France and find the lost castle and find the individual that's in an old photograph and find out the history. And it's just really fascinating the way Christy Cameron just brings those three time frames back and forth, weaving it through the story. And the interesting thing is there is 
a puzzle, a mystery that you are trying to figure out and you don't know it until the very end. But it is a fascinating read and the um, cozy readers loved it. I like that when stories take three different perspectives and you don't always quite know what the linking factor might be, but whenever it all comes together, it's so satisfying. I have to say, for me, I think that uh, if we're going to do like a DVD or movie equivalent of what a cozy would be, um, I would say that, in my experience, the Paddington movies are closest. They're light, funny, and they have a lot of cartoonish action that isn't like someone's going to get killed. Um, it's kind of uh, Looney Tunes style action scenes. So they're really charming and they're appropriate for all ages. They leave you with is a sense of if you're kind and considerate to people that you'll make a positive impact on the world and that's really like the central message. Absolutely a delight and will cheer you up no matter what kind of mood you're in. Richard Paul Evans, I mean, he has Christmas stories out every single year and I wait every year I put a hold on this book. The Noel series yes. the most recent. I also read Catherine Center, How to Walk Away was the one that I read, but I think all of her books are the same, and that book ended, it was a happy ever after. And Accident, and a Fiance, and a Physical Therapist. Recipe for Disaster. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Everybody likes a Physical Therapist. So there you go. Do they? So it was really yeah, good in yeah. there. Let's and do it. What? Let's do it. Yeah, here. well, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's Irish. So there you go. Oh, double whammy. Yeah. Have you ever read The Love Story of Missy Carmichael? It's a newer book. It was an excellent book. And it's by Beth Murray. Didn't have a good relationship with her daughter. Her son lived pretty far away. And you think you know about her husband but you don't find out until later. It was just it was just such a feel-good story. I was like, ah, oh, this is... Aren't those the best when you can like close them when you're done and like give them a hug and just mm -hmm. be like, thanks, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that hot chocolate, you know, when you finish it, it's like, oh, you know, life is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just for this moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes you have to go through a lot to get to that. Yeah. Put in a plug for the uh, Earth Sea Cycle by Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, I really love these stories. I think they uh, feel good, even though there's a lot of uh, heavy themes in them. I mean, they're you know coming of age. Uh, this is about a boy who kind of doesn't have a family, and he decides to um, try his hand at uh, magic one day, and he doesn't have any experience. Things go horribly wrong, and he has to be saved by someone uh, on his island who uh, introduces him to the world of magic, and then he eventually finds his way to a magical school. You know, as a young boy, he's with people that share his magical uh, aspirations, and there's a lot of rivalry, and um, he has to overcome sort of his ego um, and his hubris to uh, grow as a person, and in doing so, he unleashes uh, inadvertently a horrible dark force uh, upon the world. So it's about him confronting sort of his internal demons as well as external literal demons. I think that the way that the magic is pleasantly for me abstract, it's not over explained. It's really about metaphors for his state of mind and his 
Growing Pains. So that really appeals to me. And I return to the first book a lot because I think it's the one I most identify with. I would say read it if you like the Percy Jackson stuff. The uh, Under the Tulip Tree by Michelle Shockley was actually recommended to us for the Cozy Readers Book Club. And it, it also was an amazing read. You know, it dealt with a young girl. Um, her name is Rena, and her family, they were well-to-do. And of course, um, the stock market crash in 1929 really devastated her family to the point where, you know, she had all these dreams, but they weren't, they didn't come to fruition because of no longer being materially at that level where she was even able to. So she took a job. It was really interesting. She was a writer. She took a job with the Federal Writers Project program to interview uh, former slaves. And she interviewed a woman who was 101 years old. Her name was Frankie. I think the interesting thing about this story is that as Rena developed this close relationship with Frankie, they became very good friends. You know, here she is, Rena is. Um, you know, 26, 27 by this time. You know, Frankie is 101. And when she shares stories about her time as a slave and the things that she went through, Rena was able to see that you know, even though life can be hard, her life was nothing compared to what Frankie went through. And Frankie, I mean, she, the story actually describes some really, thing, really devastating things that happened to Frankie. But as a result, Frankie was able, her, the human spirit is amazing because even though she went through some of these very tragic things, she was able to rise above them and become a better person as a result. And Rena learned that from Frankie. And at the end of the story, which is really kind of a, a you know a, um, a clincher here, she comes to find out that you know Rena has family owned slaves, and she connected with Frankie. Excellent. I thought, and I thought Michelle Shockley did a great job in how she developed this theme. Well, one that I recently read was The Midnight Library. And even though this deals with some darker topics, it's about a woman who commits suicide because she doesn't think her life is worth living anymore. And she gets to the Midnight Library. And basically, the librarian is like, you can choose a book that is a different way of how your life could have went by the choices that you would have made. And you can decide if you want to keep living this life or try a different one. It talks about some of the different choices that she obviously could have had of life that had some darker consequences, but it doesn't quite dwell on that. It mentions those, like these are aspects of life and these things happen, but it doesn't sit on them that long and then it moves on to like her next journey. Thought-provoking enough, but it was also like warm enough that I wasn't like depressed reading about a woman who doesn't want to live her life. I was pleasantly surprised with it. It was a, it was a good read. I read that. It was a very good read. Mm -hmm. Any story that suggests that there's some kind of afterlife after death is inherently feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your your readers group. Cozy readers, they are fantastic group of ladies. I have to, I admire them because they took on this virtual book club. <laughs> They're having a ball. I mean, it, it, they were a little nervous at first, but I am just totally impressed with how they have just grabbed a hold of this and, and kept going with it. 
We always have a good time. Have you had more people join? We had, um, it, it's slow, but it is increasing. And a couple of the members can't do it every Saturday. Um, we do it on the second Saturday of every month. And so sometimes they don't always, you know, they plans and people's lives, you know. Right. Not every single member can come every time we have the meeting. Right. But they always, always get the book. Mm -hmm. And they always give feedback, even if they weren't at the meeting. Mm -hmm. They will say, wow, that was an awesome book, or no, I didn't like that book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so there's, they're very much involved. Do you have your book selection for May? I knew you <laughs> May is Out of the Embers by Amanda Cabot. I have it on Hoopla, we have it in regular and large print. I have another book to tell you about. Okay. <laughs> this one was another one that the group uh, really loved, and it was called Healing Hearts by Sarah Eden. And um, it took, takes place in Miami in 1876. Young girl, she, you don't really know a lot about her at first. When she's introduced, you know she's, she has a secret. She doesn't want anybody to know, so she applies for a job in this small town in Wyoming. Things get crossed and she thinks she's applying to be a nurse, uh, but she's actually applying to be a male order bride. And so when she gets off the... <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yes. <laughs> but when she gets off the uh, stage of the train, I forget which one, one, everybody in town is like, because it's a small town, everybody's involved, they take her off the train, they're getting her ready to have this wedding, and she has no idea what they're doing. And so when she gets to the church, she's thinking, this is weird, I'm a nurse. Finally figures out that she's supposed to marry the doctor. She's, she runs away. She's like, no way. I'm here to be a nurse. So in any case, the funny part is that the doctor is understanding, and he hires her to be his nurse. But in the meantime, she has this secret, and I can't tell you the secret because okay. it will ruin the book. Yeah, spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> anyway, in the in the end of the story, it discusses her illness, which is really interesting, and why people have this preconception about this this um, this illness that she has. And it is available in print, large and regular, and it is also on Google. I tend to think of romance when I think of cozy. And I mean, YA romance is like some of my favorite because it's dramatic in like the high school manner of things and your first love and all, all, the, all the aches and pains that go with it. But looking back now, it's like, Oh, the simpler times in life. <laughs> I do, I, I could have a whole list of YA romances that I love. Um, Tell the Boys I Love Before, which Netflix adapted. I love that series so much um, about navigating high school as a hopeless romantic. Ten Blind Dates, which is about a girl who her family sets her up on ten blind dates and they're silly and they're fun and it's just just a good time and then Eliza and Her Monsters is another one that I highly recommend. I started this book one night thinking I'll read a chapter or two and I'll go to sleep and then I was up till 4 a.m. and I finished <laughs> the whole book right there but it's about a girl who is she runs this comic series online and it's very popular but she does it anonymously because of how popular it is. She meets a new boy at school and he turns out to be like her number one fan and she doesn't want him to find out, and but they end up striking a friendship, and then she's stuck between keeping herself as anonymous and revealing herself. You see the comic in between her chapters as well. So cute! <laughs> <laughs>
plus I love comic books, so to mix my those two things in, I was like, this is it. This is the best story ever. No murder titles, Shane. I'm gonna zag when you guys think I'm gonna zig. So uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna bring up murder this this segment. <laughs> More revenge. I was expecting all the revenge stories. I'll save that. I'm gonna talk about another movie or uh, director of movies, Wes Anderson movies. Uh, Laura Denine isn't here, but she would back me up on this that the Royal Tenenbaums. I think it kind of fits squarely into that mold of cozy. Take place in sort of a familiar past, but also there's something unreal about them. But they're mostly set in like 70s, 60s through. 70s aesthetics. It's called Grand Budapest Hotel. Like we were talking about earlier, three different time periods and each of them uh, impacted by the central story of this hotel and um, the fallout of its closure and kind of the way that the hotel exemplified uh, work values and um, sentiments that are gone from the world prior to the rise of fascism in Europe. Writing was heavily influenced by Stefan Zweig, largely glorified the past and the nostalgia. Still hope that the, some of the values can endure um, and survive some of the hard times. And I think that's what sort of makes it a cozy experience. It's called The Vanishing at Loxby Manor. And basically, this is a story about a young woman who returns to Loxby Manor after she's been gone for several years. Her best friend lives at Loxby Manor. But the night that Charity, her name is Charity, arrives, Celine disappears. So you have the dark halls and the way that the author describes things. I mean, you're picturing Jane Eyre all over again. Sounds and the noises that the house is creaking and making and you're imagining that people are following you. But in any case, she's determined to find out what happened to Celine. It leads to some very strange things that happen in the house. So yeah, it's a, it, it will definitely, um, one of those that you can't put down, you gotta find out what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, that is it for our cozy episode. We hope that you have enjoyed this and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Let's Get Lit. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you have any questions, suggestions, or want recommendations, please contact us either in the comments section by giving us a call or by emailing us at let's get lit at allegheny county library.info.